welcome to Hazel and Katniss and Harry and Star. Mailbag! There we go. She got it. <laughs> it almost didn't. <laughs> How are you, Joe? I'm doing okay. Yeah, it's interesting. I didn't know if we were actually going to have anyone respond to our book club. I was hoping we would. And yet I also figured, you know what, people might be happy to put this one to bed. Yeah, but I was thrilled to see a note from Tea Books and Chocolate, who is feeling very smug. <laughs> uh, she should because we hit lots of points in the episode that she had raised in her email and i hope we gave her enough credit for that because she did raise some excellent points in that email mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so i gathered that based on her original email tea books and chocolate hadn't done any research into naomi kanakia and so when she heard that in fact the author had transitioned and was now identifying as a trans woman she felt very vindicated <laughs> yes which is fair and also i feel smug because tea books and chocolate agrees with us that the problems with this book are a failure of editing right a failure of misunderstanding how to use this text so i think that's true i think that Tea Books and Chocolate makes some great points in her email about, you know, the tension between people who say this book isn't gay enough because mm -hmm. they have a particular notion of what a gay story is versus queer people who may have felt unsatisfied by the ending. And I think it's totally fair to say that no one is confident at the end of the book that like Nandan and Dave are going to have a great relationship. Mm -hmm. Wouldn't try to claim that. But I, I do think that there is obviously a queerness about Nandan that he is still trying to figure out. I think readings that say this book is straight at the end are really oversimplifying a lot of what is complex and maybe ultimately not totally successful mm -hmm. um, in the in the text. Well, to me, that just feels like a misreading. Like, yeah. it, it literally is in the text that Nandan and Dave will be exploring a relationship. I don't know how you would read that as straight. Right. And I get that it's not a very satisfying relationship, but you know, mm -hmm. not not all relationships are satisfying as it turns out, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> this is very true. So one of the other things that Tea Books and Chocolate raises is this idea about the kind of discomfort or unsatisfying nature of the sex in mm -hmm. the book. And she does raise the discourse, capital D, <laughs> around fan fiction, Brenna. And mm -hmm. we have traversed these paths before. We have, because we have we have accidentally read fan fiction on this show. <laughs> Several times. Yes, oops. Um, yeah, no, I found this was really interesting. There was this there there has been traditionally a notion of fan fiction as a space that can be very fetishizing mm -hmm. for gay male bodies in particular. And, you know, the original roots of fan fiction slash fiction as a concept really was often heterosexual white women writing stories about characters. Um, like the famous is Kirk and Spock is sort of like mm -hmm. the famous genesis of fan fiction. Um, but Tea Books and Chocolate asks us to think a little bit more about she describes it as the the pipeline from straight, white, middle to upper class women who read fan fiction to becoming Goodreads reviewers, which hmm. I think is a thing. Um, but <laughs> Tea Books and Chocolate encourages folks to think about the much queerer fandoms that exist now, where the writers are queer folk who are creating queer relationships in texts where that's missing. Um, and I think that's a really good point. I think that a lot of what we see in Goodreads around the sort of you know, nice white ladies who read gay books, um, mm -hmm. which drives us crazy. There's also, <laughs> there are aspects of fandom 
that are really about inclusivity and representation and finding space where no space has been afforded before. And I think it's really important to recognize that too. Yeah, I definitely agree. I mean, I don't think that there's something malicious or nefarious about people writing outside of their own experience and trying to explore that and finding something that makes them happy. Like, I don't want to come down mm -hmm. on people who have maybe written about those kinds of things. Because I, I do think that there is an inherent value to it. But and <laughs> I'm, I'm going to say capital B with an asterisk here. We now live in a day and age where it is so much easier to seek out these own voices, the authentic experiences. And yeah, like, you know, kind of like what we're trying to do with Book Club and some of the other picks this year, we're making more deliberate efforts to read the people who who are doing the work as opposed to the people who are maybe venturing outside of their own comfort zone. So yeah, like, we really just don't have reasons to not be reading queer authors writing about queer experiences and et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. And I think maybe what was needed here was a more careful and attentive editorial hand to say like, hey, this isn't ready yet. <laughs> you seem to be going through things. And yeah. I think the book would actually benefit from you taking a pause and working through some of that. Agreed. Thanks yeah. so much for writing in Tea Books and Chocolate. We really appreciated you sort of following up on some of your thoughts from your original email. Mm-hmm. 